The following episode of the Miked Up podcast proudly contains minimal code switching and a lot of profanity. We made this episode with Black Charleston in mind and in our hearts. Please enjoy. It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. And we, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. moment, 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 moment. everybody welcome to the mic's up podcast i'm your host mika gadsden and i'm here for uh, with a very special guest with many special guests can i hear y'all please hi <laughs> yes yes this is a special episode of the mic's up podcast an unapologetic black uh po- body positive sex positive affirming space for black charleston um i'm really excited and i'm here with one specific special guest and his name is Benny Star. Benny Star. All right, give it up. <laughs> All right, cool. So basically, for anyone listening to the podcast, if this is your first episode, this is different. This is this is gonna be my favorite episode. I already know this. I don't even have to reflect on it. Um, I'm here again with the homies from Do Work Media. Give it up for Mecca. Yes, sir. All right. And we're here at the Conjure Sessions, and we're about to get into what all that means. But more importantly, if you're listening to this at home and you're not seeing all this good food, all this good melanin, mm-hmm. all this good, all this good hair, this, this, this awesomeness, <laughs> all this, all this good, good thighs and chicken and and all of that, smelling the smoke. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, like I said, I'm Mika Gazet, and uh, we're gonna get into a Q and A, and we're gonna state why we're here. So, the Conjure Sessions, real quick. I can't. Well something that I was really inspired by, right? So I was consuming a lot of content, as as many of us already do. And how many of y'all uh, saw um, on YouTube, like a few months ago, floating around, was a, a video of Khalees, and she was cooking with, like, all these other creatives, and she had, like, um, ja- Sean Paul, you mm-hmm. saw that? Sean Paul was Kelly there. Rowland Kelly Rowland was there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that. I'm like, why can't we do that, right? I don't cook, though, so it wasn't going to be me. But um, the, the good thing is that I linked up with some creatives and some people, some really dope individuals, uh, Benny Starr being one, and, and Ashley Limehouse, uh, a.k.a. Yoga Yogi Mama, Yogi Mama Ash. I always mess it up on IG. And... Um, it was just uh, some really good energy between us three, and we just want to create that moment, um, create a moment where we could just like exist. Um, ideally, this would have, would have taken place in a larger setting, um, but you know what? Everything happened for a reason, and mm-hmm. I'm actually very happy with it. Um, so right now, we're on Folly Beach, South Carolina. We're in a condominium, um, but we have a great view for those who were here before sunset, or even now, after sunset, you saw a great view, and we're where we're supposed to be. And I wanted to bring together as many people as I could people who I don't know, people who I wanted to get to know. Um, there's a lot of positive energy going on in Charleston. And what I really love is that it feels like there's a black renaissance bubbling. I don't know if y'all feel that shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's what I feel. So I wanted to kind of uh, speak with someone I guess that I've been working with. Hopefully we'll be able to do this again um, and do this bigger, better. Um, not necessarily bigger and better, but do it 
continually make it make it quality mm-hmm. um hopefully we'll have this interaction again um because what i'm trying to do and if anyone's familiar with any of my work what i love to do is two things i love to use our history especially our hidden history expose it weaponize it and the other thing i like to do is create these meaningful confrontations where people have to confront the fact that there are black motherfuckers on this motherfucking city on this peninsula on this beach that were not whose bodies were never allowed to be here and flourish and enjoy it mm-hmm. my father my father was born in 1939 he's never been to folly beach because he was not allowed to as a youngster mm. okay so so we have that legacy in all of us even if you're not from this area someone in your family has a story that takes them through charleston and mm. that's what we're here we're here to reclaim that space we're here to tell people that nah we belong here just as much as anyone else and we need to start really spreading that message and i'm really when i tell you i see faces that i didn't know but i know your work I know, I know, I see you on IG. I see you making moves. I am not a hater. Well, yes, I am. But <laughs> I never, I, I, I'm never a hater. I'm never a hater. I'm never a hater when I see young people doing their fucking thing and doing it without nobody permission, doing mm-hmm. it without unapologetic, and making mistakes and growing from that shit. I love seeing some of these IG influences. Whoa. Um, that, <laughs> there's some smoke. Now, I love seeing these IG influences here locally really making a lot of noise and a lot of great content. Um, and that's what I'm here to try to just, I don't do anything with that, but what I want to do is create moments where we facilitate that energy right. and we encourage it. So that's just the reason why we're here and we're recording the, the podcast. So let me stop talking. I'm a Scorpio. I talk with my hands. I'm from New Jersey, so I'm sorry. Plus, I got new nails, so I think I'm cute. I'm going to be all like, you know, all tapping and scratching and I, all of that. Right. I'm going to be all of that. Uh-huh. What'd you say? That point was really good. Okay. So anyway. So anyway. Okay. Benny, I wanted to sit down with you because who was at Benny's concert at the music hall? Woo! It was a real, it was a, it was a moist motherfucking night, wasn't it? It was a moist night. Bitches was moist up in that motherfucker. It was dripping. What's the name of the album, Benny? What a, let it rain and clear it out. I was doing the chicken noodle soup backstage, like what, what? All right, yeah. So, <laughs> I love doing that because he like it. I know he like it. Anyway, <laughs> Benny's what made what makes Benny's concert what makes Benny's concert so dope was that I ain't really never seen a moment like that at the music hall. I have y'all. I don't know if y'all have in Charleston, right? Right. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know what's going on with you. How'd you get to the music hall? Let me know. Um. <laughs> well, I decided I wanted to do an album. Uh, my last album came out in 2015 it was called free lunch and so that album was basically like a strong voice to like the establishment people who try to suppress us try to oppose us and everything and i'm just a conceptual artist right so mm-hmm. i try to do conceptual shit so every album it's almost like a mood album so free lunch was basically taking all these themes from the 60s like um the Black Panthers, the Free Breakfast Program. That was your previous album, Free That was Lunch. the previous album, uh-huh. 2015. Okay. And we dropped that on Juneteenth, 2015. Mm. Two days, it ended up being two days after Emmanuel 9 happened. And it's interesting because VP was actually the person who um, was the event planner for that Shout release party. Shout out VP. Okay. And in 2015, that was a time when no venue would let any hip-hop do anything. The only venue, there was a venue called King Dusko on King Street. And so we did it there, and we ended up, turning the event into since two days prior I was, I was wanting to cancel it 
because Emmanuel happened on the 17th. Uh. This came out on the 19th. We had already picked the date like months in advance. And VP said, no, just turn your release party into a release party. So we turned it into a release party where young people, black people, uh, brown people, young people who often get just pushed to the outside in Charleston could have a place where they could come and just like fellowship with one another and be around some love because like that was a tragic it was, I can't even, you know, you can't put it into words. Right. So that's three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, even on that album, I was growing. I was like 26, about to be 27 when that album came out. And I was still on a path. I was growing. I was still trying to learn. I was reading new things. I was doing the work that would lead me to a lot of healing. And so it took three years because I just have to live in between projects so I can really speak about something that's really mm-hmm. genuine and profound and not yes. be regurgitated. So that led up to this time, which I decided I didn't want to talk to the establishment necessarily no more. And I'm a more healed man than I was back in 2015 mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So I, there was a point where I could only tap into pain to create art. Mm-hmm. But I can tap into more than pain now. And that's a byproduct of doing a lot of healing. So that's where Water album comes from. Even when my grandma used to tell us we dream about water, she used to ask, is, was it clear water? Was it dirty water? Because if it was clear water, it means, you know, that's good. That's, that's new life. If it was dirty water, you need to be something ain't right, okay? Mm-hmm. So the whole concept of a Water album is like renewal and rebirth. Oh. So that's what I wanted to do because I think that's what we need right now. Right. And we need a lot of things, but that's what we need at Charleston right now, us young people. So renewal and rebirth. Yeah. So real quick, just I want you just to rattle off a, a few names of some of the tracks on the album. Yeah, there's Resurrection. There's Nostalgia. There's Smile. Um, there, there's Palm Trees. So those names, like you, like you were saying, you're not trying to like tap into just pain on the album. Right. So what other moments did you tap into to create some of those? Oh, because you ended the, you ended the show with what was what, some palm trees. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put my NPR voice on. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna mess y'all. Y'all didn't know that I am. All right, um, so yeah, so Palm Trees, that actually mm-hmm. was really, people never, everyone in the audience, they never heard any of your music, mm-hmm. but what I was kind of struck by, what I was struck by was that people had an immediate emotional response, mm-hmm. especially at Palm Trees, I just, I guess I remember that most because it was the last mm-hmm. uh, selection, but tell me what went into Palm Trees specifically. Palm Trees was a song, it was an idea that happened during the free lunch sessions, but it didn't fit, the, the vibe of that song just didn't fit. And it came at the very end of the free lunch sessions. But that usually happens when I do projects. Something comes at the very end. Sometimes it makes it. Sometimes it doesn't if it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. I was transitioning. I was still like on a timeline to something different. I was like, so I'm going to hold on to this concept. And then I met 420s, Roderick and, and, and Bonnie and uh, Donald, DJ. And that's the band that accompanied you. that's the band 420s that accompanied me. Okay. And um, we just took the concept and kind of turned it into a way – for me to express, it's kind of like an entendre. It's palm trees, of course, palm trees, something very recognizable in Charleston. And then the idea of palm trees, trees that can fit in the palm of your hand, smoking, what we do to relax oh, when we stressed yo, out. I totally missed that shit. And yo, just, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally missed that. And just oh. This, no, it's all good. No. 
no, it's all good. And this idea of the beach, like we can, it's a relaxation, like oh. just some peace. Okay. So that was the last song, and you know. It was, it was well, I'm excited because I'm excited for people to actually um, be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So um, we were at, the, and I'll go back to the concert, but we were mm-hmm. at the concert. So now you're working on the release of the album? Yes. Okay. So when is, what's going on with that? January. It's looking like January right now. We recorded it live that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's been mixed. Now it's being mastered. We're going to put out a vinyl version of it. Um, then it'll, it'll come out digitally as well on all streaming services. Okay. Um, and the vinyl is... Samira, Samira Owens, uh, Samira Mache, incredible, incredible artist. Did, also a water sign. She did. Oh wow. Yeah. She did the album. She art. did the album art. Okay. She's designing the entire al- uh, vinyl and everything. Oh, and wow. so, when you open the vinyl, it'll have like a gatefold opening. So when you open it, it'll also include. I got poetry submissions from um, young teenagers in Charleston County. Right. Students and so their poetry will be included on the inside, along with photography from the night and her design and everything. So. What I what I particularly uh, like about your content and, and your music is that you have included a number of, of special touches. Mm-hmm. So going back to the concert night, mm-hmm. to, so when when folks walked in, and I was backstage for the most part, but when folks, I remember when I walked in before the show began, um, I'm immediately. Uh, greeted by a large, what seems to be ethnic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a statue or, or mm-hmm. what was it? Tell me about the mask uh, the that mask, was on stage. Um, a Ghanaian goddess. And tell me why and why was it important for you to include certain elements in your show? Like I mask. wanted that shit to be black. Okay. <laughs> on a very basic, yeah. blunt level. <laughs> and so just so many of us, Charleston is the gateway for so many of us. They say that number is around 40% of all the kidnapped enslaved Africans that were brought to this country were brought through the gates of Charleston, the ports of Charleston, mm-hmm. that number could be a lot larger. You it, know, it, it probably is a lot larger, you know? Yeah. So taking it back to, you know, West African countries where the slave, where the transatlantic slave trade was going on and those people, you know, being rounded up, being sold, I wanted to go back to that culture and go back to the Ashanti people and hang that mask of that goddess was like a fertility goddess oh, shit. Um, and <laughs> because we wanted everything that we did that night the goddess of al- agriculture you know wife of nyami and i don't want to mispronounce right. her name right now because i had a little mezcal so i'm not even going to okay. do that right now right. but <laughs> i'm not going to do that but we wanted everything that we did that night to really bear fruit in that way so i was like i want aesthetically too i want them to know that this is like really black music so okay, so that was what we saw visually when mm-hmm. we um when we entered the music hall. Mm-hmm. Tell me what went into what thought process went into who you invited to to join you on that stage. Well, I think the like Angela Davis said, the political is personal. Mm. So when when I hear black people say, when I hear black people say, I'm not into politics. <laughs> I'm like nigga, you into politics. <laughs> you might not know you into politics, nigga. If you care how much taxes you're paying on your property, mm-hmm. if you care about the, the school your kid's going to, if you care about how, how much you're making at your job, what what your taxes looking like if you're trying to start a small business, et cetera, et cetera, all of that, nigga, you're into politics. Mm. So everything is political. Who you love is political. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The way you live, who you are, how you identify, all that is political. Um, do you have access to health care? That's political. So I said, I'm a political person. I'm a political artist, and I want to not be up on stage trying to speak for every single person out here. Mm. I can't do that. Mm. That's not my job. 
my job is to make space or make more opportunities so other people can get up there and say what they got to say. So I look to uh, Keith, uh, Keith Benjamin, who I met a while ago. He's young. I just very, very with it, very on it, trying to take transportation to where it needs to be in Charleston. Um, because, I mean, we could talk about transportation and housing. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> Infrastructure, period. Infrastructure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So reaching out to him, reaching out to you, mm-hmm. knowing all the work that you've done and just people that I really admire the work that they're doing. There's a bunch of people that I could choose, but I had to, you know, narrow it down to specific points for this moment. Um, and then having conversations with you and then you kind of giving me the inroad to reach out to vanity mm. um shout out vanity, shout out vanity. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it was important to put a black trans woman on the stage absolutely you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. I mean, we were at that uh that that, that oh that, the that, trans that, uh town hall the trans town when hall. i was saying fuck 12 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you Sorry. find out that the lifespan of the average the average lifespan of a black trans woman is 35 years old yeah mm-hmm. And we've had, you know, we've had Sasha Wall mm-hmm. a few months ago, a, a rally that organize, help help uh, support in Columbia. And we recently had Regina. Uh, we, we, you know, we're losing black trans women, especially right. in the South, below the Mason-Dixon at, at a rapid rate. So I want to just personally, on behalf of the trans community, just, um, I guess if I can, just, well, not on behalf, but I would like to just say thank you for creating that space. It's important, especially for, um, and I, I don't want to assume your pronouns or your how you identify as cisgender heterosexual male mm-hmm. all right so for, especially for you to use mm-hmm. your privilege and leverage that um and create that space um i think that's something that we all should do whatever privilege mm-hmm. we have whatever you know uh whatever we have to share we should do that more often so mm-hmm. um i personally want to say thank you even though i'm not a member of the trans community gotcha. i want to say thank you all right so so yeah you've, you've invited people that i think a lot of people didn't know about keith yeah, benjamin I, no. I know people know vanity right. but, but perhaps they hadn't right um you also what i really liked as well was that you flocked yourself with um outside of the 420s you had a female vocalist join you on oh, stage yeah. what was the intention behind so you had um Shaniqua McCann's. Shaniqua, Nisi Blues. <laughs> Nisi Blues. Poppy Native. Poppy Native. Yeah, and Matt Monday. And Matt Monday, right. But, right. but, uh, but let's focus on the, yeah. yeah. What was it? Because I, I actually, that was my first, um, I went to the rehearsal, but um, so I saw Shaniqua, but that was my first time ever hearing them mm-hmm. um, perform. And I was blown away by the, again, the talent that is here in this city mm-hmm. that probably doesn't get the chances to um, promote themselves or elevate their, their craft. Mm-hmm. What, what, went it, went to, what went into you inviting them onto the stage? Well, they're my friends. Aww. And <laughs> first of all. <laughs> my buddy. <They're> my <laughs> I'm old. I'm the oldest person here. I know I am. Right, no, they're, they're my friends. <laughs> and most of the artists and people that I do work with are my friends. You know, I'd be able to call them friends. But they're wildly talented. And I knew that when we collaborated, once I meet somebody that's really dope and I'm trying to collaborate with them, I'm always thinking, like, I'm not going to rush this. Mm. I'm a, sometimes you got to let it slow cook so that the perfect collaboration can just organically come about and I'm thinking once I decided I'm going to do this album on music hall stage and record it live do a live concert album at that point I already had all the songs written Mm -hmm. and I already had all the features in mind some of them came about later on but I knew if this is opportunity for me to do something like this I know Matt was going to be there because me and Matt we've been Matt put me on Mm -hmm. you know in many ways but um like you said using any kind of that's what I think community looks like. Yo, if I'm on the stage at Music Hall or at any of these spaces where technically we haven't been or we have 
not been invited to. Um, I don't just want to be the only black anything. Mm. That's just for me. Mm. You know, I want to I want to have my all my black ass friends mm. joining me yeah. doing some black ass shit in spaces that they say we should not be in. Yeah. So they I'm, were they had to be there. I'm gonna be real real quick with everyone. It, I, I don't know if anyone can relate. I'm putting it out there so because I want to people to relate. Whenever I'm trying to create something, um when I'm trying to create something or I'm I'm trying to make something happen, sometimes I get caught up on this uh caught up on social media i get caught up in looking at everyone else's feed right mm. and i don't know if anyone can identify but i have anxiety right i suffer from anxiety and depression mm. and i noticed that the more i consume other people's content it's not that um i i don't like people but mm. it, i start to compare myself and then mm. i start to reduce the people i'm consuming mm. like oh her shit wasn't that fly she wore those boots last for <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. That's the what that photo. What? And so you find yourself doing that. And I and I but I've learned to do this year was check my shit, like check myself on that shit mm-hmm. and saying you to me good. You want to be you want to be successful. Someone else's success has nothing to do with me, right? Mm-hmm. And I say that because you just mentioned something profound. You didn't say, nah, I'm going to rock this shit by myself. I got this. I'm going to hold it down, spotlight on me. You actually invited other creatives, mm-hmm. and that didn't, you, so you never felt intimidated. or. Well, I, I know you're probably competitive because you and I talked about that. Mm-hmm. We're both naturally competitive, but you didn't feel like that was going to diminish the quality of work that you created? No. No? That's what I, <laughs> <laughs> when you're creative, man, like, for example, Let's, let's go to like who the the best music, the best art comes. When we talk about music, Prince could play everything. Every instrument, right? Prince didn't <laughs> need anybody to do anything, but he could have done everything by himself all the time, but mm-hmm. he didn't because that's not how great music comes about mm-hmm. all the time. Michael Jackson could, Michael Jackson beatbox Billie Jean. Oh, shit. So the producers could oh. know how to make the, make the record, but Michael <laughs> went to Quincy and said, look, you only ever did jazz and big band shit, Frank Sinatra, Ray Charles, all, all the other stuff you did. But I want you to take the reins and guide me. Like, if you watch that Quincy documentary, he was yeah. telling him how Mike was like, nah, yeah. take that shit off. Uh, don't stop till you get enough. Uh-huh. I don't like that in the beginning. <laughs> That's like the most important part of the song that mm-hmm. grounds the song. So, yeah, you, if my collaborators are going to reduce me, that says less about my collaborators and more about me. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Eminem did kill Jay Z on a couple tracks, so I know sometimes collaboration go. Let me stop. <laughs> I'm That's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm a rap head. I'm just joking. All so right. Good. Nah, but um, I so I think that's really it's really interesting. Um, you know, after the concert, I felt it was groundbreaking. Like Sabrina, you just said, like never happened, right? So to me. I, I, that's what I thought. I initially thought, but I just moved down here about five years. I relocated five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, did this happen before? Or, But I was so, like, really disappointed by the lack of coverage or the lack of, like, I thought it was going to be, like, something was going to be just ignited, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that there were going to be just more. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you aren't, you don't oh, have no. plans and no, you aren't I planning. Totally but I didn't see the press. I saw one, co- you know, one, I think, extra chill, I think, did some coverage. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had fantastic photographs. Oh yeah, um, You know, amazing. You know, content that was captured. Yet it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't widely shared the way I thought it would. Like a like any other concert here. Mm-hmm. You know. So let me ask you this: Did you internalize anything afterwards, or did you? Feel, what did you feel after you kind of created this landmark event? I felt tired. 
<laughs> so I took a couple of days and like, just like, you know, I felt tired in a good way though, but it was very gratifying because everybody who I talked to, it was just like an overwhelming amount of like, yo man, like you got to think this is a concert. Usually when people go to concerts, they know all the music so they can sing along and mm -hmm. shit. This was a concert that everybody mm -hmm. came to where they didn't know what the fuck was going to be played. But, but like, so, so just so, the fact of that, cause and I, people having a good time and being like, yo, I didn't know any of the records, but wow. <laughs> That shit meant a lot to me. I, I was helping you with the um your IG while you were performing. Mm -hmm. And when I mean, when I saw your mentions go up and then everyone was taking your lines and quoting right off the rip. Yeah. And I was like, damn, they, they really getting this. Because and we, yeah, yeah. Like people, uh, yeah. you know, like it's, I always say about Henry Ford, the, oh, guy, yeah. the Ford guy, he said, yeah. if I would have asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Right. Right. And he was like, fuck that. I'm gonna give you this car because I know you're ready for it. Right. I'm gonna give you this Model oh, T. Shit. So yeah. I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think people, <laughs> really, I think people are smarter than what we think they are, and they are ready for more than we think they're ready for, uh -huh. you know, and um, so, yeah, we did that, but I felt tired afterward, but I did not expect all that coverage. Right. I didn't ex expect You didn't expect fans Because we, we live in a city, not from, like, any newspaper, mm -hmm. because we live in a city that doesn't center us. Mm. I don't care how many... I don't care how much coverage I get um, in the city paper or the Post and Courier or anything. I realize that, shit, why wouldn't you cover me? I get you clicks. Mm. You ain't going to play me. I know. Like Jay-Z said, Rap Mag's going to use my black ass so advertisers give them more cash for ads, fuckers. I don't know what you take me as if you understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has. Mm. So, you know, I understand. Like, don't ever really come to me like you're doing me a favor and say, right. oh, I'm going to cover Benny. You cover me, you getting clicks. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I didn't expect them to cover it because they didn't understand it. Right. But I know what it did for my people, and I just wanted my people to leave there feeling like we felt home mm. in some way. Mm. Because, And that's why I documented it my damn self. Mm. I mm. went out and hired right. videographers right. and filmographers yeah. and photographers yeah. who could capture it themselves so that now we as a people control the narrative. We know what that moment was like, and we can present it from our vantage, what it did when I'm ready on my time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so you weren't disappointed by the lack of coverage or whatnot, mm -hmm. and you just mentioned something really important. You got, you've got you captured the, the content yourself. Mm -hmm. So what is that going to look like for others who want to enjoy, like want to reflect on that night or revisit that night? Mm -hmm. Will they have an opportunity to see? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's coming a short film. Okay. A short film is coming out Shit. based on that, um, and we're going to be working on that. How much is how much is the DVD? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, it's just a lot. It's a lot going on right now. Like, <laughs> it's a lot going on with the short film and capturing perspectives of people from the elders in Charleston mm -hmm. to a young generation and pulling it together Wait, so with the just, concert footage. Okay, so you to create this narrative okay. of what mm -hmm. that's never not never been told, but often what gets suppressed. Right. Like, what do we see okay. when we talk about Charleston and what, what are the possible, what, what is the history we've seen? What is the history our people seen? And then what are the possibilities that our people can see for Charleston? So I, that's coming out as a part of, you know, everything when the album comes out and, you know, the short film will come out too. Mm -hmm. I just, I, do it, we do it ourselves. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Anybody else like feel inspired by that? Like just do that shit yourself? Yeah. yeah. 
You want to have uh, Elena Roof come through and cook like banging ass food, <laughs> just do it yourself do kind it of yourself. thing. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. And that, way. Now that and that, that's hard sometimes, right? Yeah, it is. Like, cause that's easy to say, but you know, things cost money. Sometimes it's hard. But what I'll say is, again, ask. Don't give yourself the first no. We do that a lot. We be like, man. <laughs> Man, I'm scared to holler at Mecca because Mecca might be like, nah, bro, I ain't, I, I, I ain't got time. This is what mm-hmm. my price is and everything. But sometimes you got to realize there's a lot of young people out here who trying to get it, mm-hmm. who just as serious as you are. But don't give yourself the first no. Go to them. Sit down. Have a conversation. Really thoroughly have your things in order and explain them. This is what, this is what I'm trying to do. Maybe I can't meet what your budget is, but maybe I can get right under that. And maybe if I can't meet that, maybe we can do something creative to get us there. Maybe we can barter something. So, you know, all of those guys who shot the video, those guys are like 21, 22, yeah. 23, 24. They're young, but they're, they're talented, and they were paid. I'm going to tell you all straight up. I didn't make any money from that show. Talk, talk, talk about it. Come on. Come on. I put 800 people in the music hall. I didn't make any money. Talk about it. Because I wanted to pay everybody. Everybody who was involved, I wanted to pay everybody. And I wanted to yeah. pay them what they were worth, mm. not what Charleston this 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 environment in Charleston will try to play pay black creatives a lot mm. of times and other creatives too. So if I went in there looking like or thinking, man, I'm trying to walk away with at least it would have been nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> it would have been nice to walk away with like set amount of money so, so such and such grand, but I realized that, you know, in long term it's more important that this moment happens and happens a specific way than the short term, just me walking away with a certain amount in profit. So, you know, if you shot video for me and you asked for this amount, I paid you more. Mm-hmm. If you shot photography for me, and you asked for this amount, I paid you more. If you were a band member and you asked for this amount, I paid you more mm-hmm. because I wanted to establish that value. This is how I feel about you and your work. I think that's really important. A lot, of, a lot of people, and I'm not trying to interject myself into this, but um, for those who don't know, like a lot of the activism stuff that I do, like I, I kind of move, move like that. Like mm-hmm. I come from that space, and a lot of people ask me, well, <clears throat> how, how, how is that sustainable? Like how you know, if you pay this person, you buy people that. I, I feel the same way. I feel mm-hmm. like it's so in seas, and I think too, mm-hmm. it's an investment in in. It does. It's investment in, in uh, a relationship, mm-hmm. and there's trust that's established, and it's important. It's especially important to pay black women. Oh, listen, and very much so. Um, an equitable rate. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I definitely can't say that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's really a really interesting take. Anybody have any questions? Cause I don't want to just dominate this either. Anyone have any questions about that night? Anything they found particularly striking? Don't get scared. Don't be scared. Anybody got any? That's cool. But no, okay. That's cool. Move on. All right. I'll dominate the conversation. Nah, but um, I'm trying to think back to the night and, like, w- what else that went on. Um, no, go back to where you're going you're gonna to repackage it. You're going to put it out. Yeah. Just in time for cuffing season. Just in time. All right. All right. That's right. If you, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> great stocking, stocking stuffer. Kwanzaa. Well, see, no, in see, the t- sa- in the middle because South Half Carolina, time. with its warmer climate, makes cuffing season a little later than in yeah. Northeast. So, like, you ain't cuff, season. you ain't cuff yet. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. And if you don't have to cuff, you can cop for a second. You don't have to cuff, you can cop. You ain't gotta do all that. Yeah, you know I mean, it could be just like a temporary situation. <laughs> now I'm saying. All right, let me stop. All right. <laughs> now, so so what is your what is your plans? You said short film. When yeah. you say short film, I'm thinking 
I'm thinking I'm submitting it to the academy. I'm submitted thinking, to everywhere. Really? Yeah. Really? Why Sundance. not? Why not? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, like it just if you can accurately capture because it's here. Mm. We like, y'all. <laughs> so many elders that y'all don't realize are here are here mm. who can tell you mm. so many things. People who are, you know, the boomer generation, they mm. can tell you so many things, black people. Mm. And we can't wait for anybody else to tell our story. Mm. Um, it would be a disservice if we waited for somebody else to tell our story. But if we can tell our story ourselves, we know we're going to tell it. We're going to tell the truth. Mm. And so we owe it to them. We owe it to ourselves because we the leaders we're looking for. Mm. And when I say we're the leaders we're looking for, also, I have to give a caveat that when we talk about leaders, we all can be leaders. Empower everyone to be a leader in their own way. So that way, what often happens in America, and this, there's this thing, and we, we live in a capitalist society, and we all know we have to thrive and function within a capitalist society, at least right now. Until we tweak it, until we change it, until we out with the old and it went the new, we figure out how to swim in this pool. Well, we got to... What we got to understand that happens in a capitalist society is this this rugged individualism that they like to talk about, <laughs> right? This capitalist individualism. And what that means is you tend to take a whole movement, an entire movement that encompasses so many people, so many different efforts, and you put one person at the top of it. And you lionize that one person so that if that one person has any kind of moral failing, or if they have mm. any kind of flaw, mm. then it basically mm. delegitimizes the entire movement. Mm. So we can't be moving like that anymore. We got to understand that we all can embody. It's not politicians that we are voting for, in a sense. Now, I'm using this as a, a, a metaphor, so to speak. It's the message that they have. Mm. They're just the person who is the conduit of yeah. that message. So you came, you attended um, the Black Voters Matter um, mm-hmm. event that I uh, had at the Royal American. Yeah. And you, I don't know if you were there before. Um, Latasha Brown, y'all seen her, the, late, the, the older woman with the, the locks. Um, mm-hmm. on, it was on every channel for like weeks leading up to like She mentioned that before. You, mm-hmm. you, she was saying like, you know, we need to, to, to shift the power from that elected officials or the uh, the. Uh, the, those running for office right. shifted to the people. Shifted to the people. Um, and I think that's uh, that's what a lot, that's the conversation I've been having with younger millennials and even younger uh, folks who are engaged is that we need to stop forfeit, stop forfeiting our political equity, our p- political power. Right. And um, we stop being fans. Like, I mean, I rock a Clyburn sweatshirt. Y'all gonna see me at Whole Foods with that. But like, but I, I do that because he's black. But like, mm-hmm. but like, but but like, I ain't a fan. Like, I ain't like, oh, fuck. he got to earn my vote. Well, he, right. you know, and, right. and that's how we should be, right? And right. Uh, we should actually, we we should be moving in that direction. Right. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So a lot of your work is political. Then you like yeah. to inject that into your definitely. Okay. So you put the broccoli in there with the mac and cheese. So all of that. Eat all the good yeah. stuff. With yeah. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. You gotta. All right. do that. So what was like the most political statement you? think your album made was it was it the environmental statement because i already automatically went to rising exactly okay i I do think it was um i think it is equally i i don't know i I leave it for people to decide once they hear it but the whole concept of a water album is tied to the environment of course we in charleston if it rained real hard Mm. Mm -hmm. because these people can't figure out (laughs) That we were 70 feet above, you know, like, come on, this, it ain't rocket yeah. science, right? 
but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But uh-huh. so yeah, it is. It it does embody that, but spiritually too. Water, man. Like mm. I, go, I go back to my grandma and her. Just we get baptized. They take you to the river. They put the water on your head. All these things. But also, I think as a black man, mm-hmm. for me personally, mm. uh, this album has for me as a black man. This album could have so often, and I get it because I have that fire in me, mm-hmm. and I have that rage in me, and I have that you know you like the warrior with the spear. Mm-hmm. But just the concept that I'm a black man, like, channeling water. Water can rage, but water can be calm, and it can be peaceful, mm. and it could be life-giving, and it could be, you know, thirst-quenching. Um, it could be rain on dry land. You know, it could be all these things. So just the, the political statement of the range of a black man. I think was important for me to make. Why is that important? Like because man, we get put in a box oftentimes, and 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 again, I can go back to the structure. It's the culture, culture trickles down. Mm. It trickles down, so we get put in a box. That look at the president. The president mm. to me is a great example of when I talk about trickle down. What white people imposed on us, as we you know what the white man imposed on us when we when they brought us over here, a certain culture and a certain idealism and and all of that like yo the the second amendment is the right to bear arms like think about that the first amendment is you know i'm a free speech you get to say what you want you get to you know as long as you you know don't infringe on anyone else's rights and stuff but the second amendment is i'm gonna have my guns because i brought my guns over here to tame these other motherfuckers who was over here air quote tame these savages And I'm going to have my guns because some savages might try to come over here and take my shit from me. It's it's just a, it is a embedded culture of violence and like, you got to be strong in this particular way. Mm-hmm. There's a quiet strength. There's a way that you can be strong by, by understanding your own weaknesses and not, sh- not trying to mask necessarily your weaknesses from yourself. You look at the, the president, he's a very insecure man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what happens when you see somebody who's insecure? They project mm. all the time. He's not very smart. So what does he do? He pro- projects like, oh, yeah. I'm a, a stable lot of people genius. Say, I'm a stable genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time y'all hear that motherfucker say, a lot of people say, that means I think when I was in the room last night. A lot of people say I'm doing a great job. I'm like, nigga, no, you're not. Yeah. But so that that's, the, I think it was strong. Like, okay. I wanted that. I wanted for these young guys, like, we can be more than what they say we are. So you want to, like, like, and I and I always rib you, like, and that's probably. Um, <laughs> you do. Right. You a hater. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yep. Proud. You, you y'all know hate. y'all haters too sometimes. Come on. Don't leave me out here. Anyway, nah. That's my anxiety, guys. My anxiety. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, but it, 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 I think I rib you a lot in terms of, like, when I, because cons- I'm, I'm, we're friends, right? Right. And like Definitely. for a lot of you in the room, you guys are friends mm-hmm. um, with Benny. And so I I like Ribby like, oh, yo, you in the, oh, look at you with your reflective, your deep post, yo, that's yeah. real deep, man, yo, that's real deep. Yeah, but, 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 but I get, but I do get it. Like I'm, 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 I'm intelligent enough to, to make the correlation that you're trying to present um, a variety in terms of how black masculinity is viewed and how it can be. How it can be. I yeah. guess um, giving some other, I guess without explicitly telling someone or preaching, you're mm-hmm. showing 
whomever consumes your content, mm-hmm. that there is more than one way to to to, uh, to I guess personify black masculinity. I guess. Yeah. So that's important to you. That's very important to me. Okay. I mean, personally, I think it's important for me just internally, and like I'm still mm-hmm. going through the process. I'm still like growing, mm-hmm. and doing more healing. We constantly working on ourselves and yeah. it's a constant work in progress. Right. And social media and my content and stuff like that, it would be impossible for me. And we talk about this. Mm-hmm. It'd be impossible for me to like be on social media and show the full scope of myself all the time cuz then I feel like I would be in, be disingenuous. I'd be like I'll make y'all niggas laugh today. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm a funny nigga sometimes, you know, but it's spontaneous <laughs> if I'm around you. Um, then we can laugh together, but I am a deep guy. Sometimes I be thinking deeply about the simple shit, and I, you know, when I have those moments or like a stream of consciousness, I feel like I need to, I can just get that out there. It's catharsis for me to get that. But out let me there ask sometimes. you this: so, like, as a, as a consumer of your content and a mm-hmm. consumer of other people's like content, mm-hmm. do you feel like that makes you approachable? What do you think that does for someone viewing? I guess I should ask y'all, but like, do y'all feel like he's approachable, accessible at the most? Like, how do y'all feel in getting nods? I'm getting a. He's very accessible. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, listen. The door is always listen. open. Wait, Sabrina. Sabrina, you had your head up. <laughs> go ahead. Yes. Accessibility? Or right, go ahead. Oh, okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let me repeat it just in case the like because in case right. So you, so for people you're saying again like for people who have, were not familiar with him before the show, how did they how should they have internalized or white people? Yeah, white people. Yeah, we just, it's a it's an unap, unapologetic podcast. <laughs> this 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 an unapologetic podcast. Y'all y'all had a. Li- Y'all better listen. Y'all saying yeah. how would I? Yeah. What, what do I? So, no, 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 no. I'm glad. I'm glad you. I don't know if you got some inside news because there was a little, and then we, gonna, we ain't gonna say names for sure. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Only reason why I said that because that's really as an apt question because there was you and I had we yeah. had a conversation about someone who left offended. She yeah. grabbed her pearls and she left offended. Yeah. <laughs> Someone really, they, yeah. So, so you created a, you created a, 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 and you said it. You actually addressed this from the stage. This is an unapologetic space, yeah. right? And for us, we didn't even need that. We knew what the fuck time it was. Mm-hmm. But like, so, but with you, you had to establish that tone for um the colonizers in the crowd. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so. so <laughs> So when when old girl was all out of pocket and and, and and huffing and puffing, like how do you did you expect that? Did you anticipate that reaction from white people? Yeah, yeah, I always anticipate that <laughs> reaction from white people, but I didn't care because yeah. um, number one, um, like I told Heath when when he did the article, uh, Heath who works at the City Paper, okay. w- when he wrote the article, I said this is me more talking to my people, mm. and n- number two. I already got your twenty dollars, yeah. so you know you, could, you, could, <laughs> you ain't getting your no money back. Refund, <laughs> so you, you can be mad, you know. But yeah. I, you know, I saw a video. I saw a video this week. Somebody posted it about it was a, a sister soldier talked about. It, oh. they, they were like white people. Um, has she? Have she? Uh, did she meet any good white people? And she listed off all these things. 
that she would define good white people as. And I'm going to tell you, when we first sat down, because Very Hypnotic, which is consists of myself, Mackenzie Eddy, and Elliot Smith, mm-hmm. they produced the show. And one of the conversations, and these are two white people that I'm also in a band with, collected with, work with extensively. We have, these are conversations we have a lot. We have all the, there's nothing, that, that's the only way the friendship could work. We, everything's on the table. We're talking about racism. We're talking about gentrification. We're talking about radical feminism. We're talking about capitalism, communism, socialism. We're talking about all of this all the time. Nothing is off limits. The conversation beginning was, I'm like, yo, look, all the creative work y'all are doing is dope. All the creative work we do together is dope. If I'm going to do this album, it's got to, it's going to be a, number one, it's going to be the album that I've written is a black album and it's got to be presented to my black people in Charleston and it's got to be black. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's, but, but that's what, uh, so but, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So you and I discussed this um, mm-hmm. ad nauseum. So when, um, so if, if anyone, again, I'm, and I'm not trying to inject myself, but so when I started out, activism here mm-hmm. had a lot of in relationships with white people. Right. And I, 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 I kind of woke up again because I, uh, with whenever you give white people leadership at mm-hmm. your event, everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. Like everything falls apart, and because they don't, they don't see you as a co-equal. Mm-hmm. They don't see you as a as a leader, right? right? And so, um, you know, I learned you learn those tough lessons. You keep trusting Becky, and you keep trusting Becky, and Becky keeps like, you know, accosting you at your workplace and right. calling you a thug, even you know all right. the other stuff. So, you're and I and I use the analogy because I'm a sports fan of alley oop. You, mm-hmm. you're white folk. Yeah, you're good white folk. They know how to throw a good alley oop, oh, so you definitely. can. Definitely, right, because right. The, the the Mackenzie was the production manager for the show. Yeah, I ain't even like real. If if you but didn't know that exactly, right. if you, you didn't know she was the production right. manager, you just saw Mackenzie with with her headpiece on, right. making sure everybody was in the green room when they were supposed mm-hmm. to be there, making sure everybody. Right. I'm mean, talking about handling press, right. handling reaching, making sure all the artists are paid, right. like coordinating everything. But she understood that you know what. I understand the history mm-hmm. of what's happened, mm-hmm. and I understand that it is important that white people, and Elliot too, Elliot mm-hmm. was on the stage with me. He was the guy mm-hmm. who was running all the electrical sounds and the computerized sounds that was with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, they, understand, they understood that, yo, you, it, when you, it's important for white people to sometimes just be a part of shit and not have to be centered in any way. Mm-hmm. That's see, that's the that's it right like, there. Like you can contribute to something that's right. super black right. and super dope, and it don't gotta be about and, you. And not and not try to commodify it. And not try to commodify not, it. Like, yeah. hey, yeah. I'm here too. Like, check right. me out. Yeah. Like, no, you don't gotta. Right. It's the same way. Like, if I'm if you invited me in, yeah. if I came to the women's march. Mm-hmm. Why I need to be on stage? Right. Why I need to make it known that hey, I'm a man and I'm here and yeah. I support women? Like dog, right. like I just, it ain't about me. <laughs> and when I so when I go back to that quote, it's a certain lit, lit, litmus test that we gotta have for when we the white folk that we allow to be close to us. So be hard and have hardcore standards for them. You know what I'm saying? Because we have to. If that's allyship, we talk about allyship accomplices that's yeah. your word right yeah. we talk about accomplices yeah. the same way women you can have that same type of standard when you're talking about the type of men you want around you like if this man if it's always got to be about him even as even when it's about my freedom my liberation me being in danger me not being paid the same amount if he got to stand up and say hey but 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 I, but, but, but but me too 
but I'm here with you, you know, like, <laughs> give me some shine, give me some rub. Right. Somebody need to do some more education. So were there some like white entities or white run, uh, white run, uh, just groups, organizations who tried to, Hey, they saw a great concert. They heard the feedback mm -hmm. and they immediately wanted proximity to you. Was of that course. something you had to navigate? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, always how it goes. So how do you do that? How you know, I read the emails or I lots of cups of coffee. Take the, Oh yeah. Lots of coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. coffee. <laughs> hey, I'm going to start Benny. charging for coffee. Cause ain't no more. I'm already caffeinated. You yeah. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Y'all need to do that though. Who, who, how many, can I pick your brain? Nah, you can run me my cash. Yeah, you can run me my cash. Sorry. No, it's all good. No, yeah. It's but always yeah, lots so of that. It's like, it's so, it's hard when you're trying, when you've, when you've experienced, it's hard when you've experienced some, some modicum of, of uh, success and mm -hmm. then there go people who want to, um, you know, want to be close to you. So yeah. have you, has, have any uh, valid, or viable opportunities presenting themselves? I kind of have a way of, like, I do my research on people. I study people a lot, and mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to say that. I'll be studying you. So mm -hmm. if I fuck with you, just know I've been studying you a little oh, bit before shit. I let you. Damn. You just got to, man. You just, you don't know, man. <laughs> 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 I'll be studying, right? So I'll be like, uh, I don't know if I want to sit down with this person. Right. But when I do, it's like I go in there, and I, I listen a lot, but I also talk, and I'm like, this is me. Let me establish, first of all, hey. <laughs> this is what I'm about. Hey. And I'll have a ask, usually, in those meetings. Y'all taking notes, for real. Like, don't just don't, go for the call. Don't go in the meeting. Most of y'all know this already. I don't I, need no yeah. more friends. No. Damn it. I got a lot of friends. Um, I don't need that many more friends, but guess what? This is how we could work together. And from working together, if that becomes a great working relationship, then that could be a pathway to a friendship, possibly. I have no doubt. But this is uh, this is what this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I think the people need. How can we do that? What what do you have that could help the people in the way I think the people should be helped? And I think the people should be helped this way based off X X amount of information here here here. I can point you to what you think. And so you know. Go ahead. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's really <laughs> nah, and, I, and and you know what? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we yeah. we saw that during it. We saw that during the election. We yeah. saw that. So like, I have I have my degree in political science. I worked in pop. Okay, here you go. All right. <laughs> I um I um worked in politics uh way back in the day in New Jersey mm-hmm. and um I got out of that shit real quick um mm. but when I came down here basically I'm just saying that because I I, I know how it's played how it, how the game is played so basically around election time you've got it's like a certain month cycle but the closer you get to election that's when they start throwing the coins like 30 days out that's when they start trying to en- enlist black faces mm-hmm. to be the faces of campaigns and whatnot and the only reason why I bring it up is because it's it's the same in in, in corporate America here in Charleston. They want to leverage. Um, they want to leverage their relationship, or, or or even show that they have more black mm-hmm. uh, diversity, or whatever the word is, inclusion. Um, and I think it comes to the point right now, and I think your your album, perhaps, and in, in the subsequent projects, can serve as an example. But it comes to the point where we have to. To, to kind of maybe what you say no to matters, right? I, I post yeah. about that often. Yeah. Sometimes we have to say no to, to Barbara and them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we and it might and it might be a you. <laughs> all right. Wait, 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 what's the name? Molly. 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 I don't like. Well. Yeah. Man, Becky. No, 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 no. You gotta uh, tell Becky. Becky no. I don't like giving racist like. I don't even like. Becky I don't even no, like the. <laughs> Marianne? What about Agatha? I like Agatha. Agatha. Because she sound mad. <laughs> I don't like giving, like, even um hypothetical races. I don't like giving them cute names. Agatha sound mean. Nasty. Yeah, Agatha sound yeah, like she make does. nasty food. <laughs> that she cook with her cat under her arm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, nah, but but I think but it's, it's it's important. It's important that what you say no to matters. Yeah. So let me ask you this though. So you gonna you have all this stuff you want to roll out? Have you said no to some things or or, oh, yeah. or you said no to some really? Like, yeah. Yeah. You gotta okay. say no to some things because okay. <laughs> this city, man. Again, this is why I didn't talk to. I was talking to my people with this album. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to have a vulnerable moment, I feel like the best place for me to have a vulnerable moment is with my people. So I'm telling you, like, yo, I was hurting, but I'm healed. I am a man who loves deeply. I feel deeply. I'm angry maybe in this way. I believe in us. I believe in all. I'm talking to the people. Yeah, you got to say no sometimes to others because they don't they don't uh, they don't get it. When you don't when you're not black, you have to be deliberate. <laughs> When you're not a black person, you don't have that lived experience of black people. You got to be deliberate and going to actually research, like go and put some money down <laughs> on buying a book by a black person who has made their career off being a, a scholar or someone who's a theorist or someone who has a lived experience or as a storyteller that can somewhat make it remotely understandable for you to picture what the black experience of a black man, black woman is like. Put some dollars on it somehow so you can un- so you can have a certain baseline you can meet me at. Like, I don't entertain white folk that come with, well, you know, why are black people angry? Do- Let me tell you something. <laughs> Agatha. Do not, enter- <laughs> do not entertain 
do not even entertain no, white people who do not do enough of the work right. to come to you right. with at least a baseline right. understanding right. of what black people have experienced in this country. Insert, insert the uh, just Viola, be like, yo, you the, need to do more education. The Viola Davis uh, meme. For, <laughs> just, just, just get the fuck up. Yeah, I literally have done that. Like, yeah. like, cause like my DMs are like, I really want to learn from you. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. What's the? I'm like, girl, Agatha, no. please. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, so okay. Yeah, that's, so yeah, you got to say no yeah. to some things. Yeah. Let me tell you, Charleston. And, okay. Go ahead. I want to say this. Yeah. And if you're black, and if you're black, <laughs> and you're black, if you identify as a woman or a femme, don't don't they gonna call you a bully anyway? They gonna call you a thug anyway? They gonna call you mean anyway? They gonna yeah. call you a Carmen? What you say to thing? They gonna call you aggressive anyway? And you just yeah. using punctuation and shit, <laughs> like you just typing, like. Yeah, you know I mean, they gonna call you regardless. I had, I had, um, you know, one of these Agathas come in my face and call me a thug and a bully, and I'm like, you know, and thank God I had an accomplice put her body between me and her because it was about to be some Yeti thermoses thrown at somebody's face. But, <laughs> and I don't drink from a Yeti, and it wasn't mine. <laughs> Yo. Yo, that's so funny. And you so know I ain't drinking from no Yeti. Yo, that, <laughs> that ain't is my Yeti. Hilarious, she was about yo. to get her a Yeti thermos stuck <laughs> and snuck. But like, so when, <laughs> I done lost my train of thought. But no, but but they're gonna call you bully regardless. Like uh, that's just a trope that they like you said about with black masculinity. Yeah. That's something they they had to de- they had to dehumanize us to make themselves feel more comfortable with how they were going to exploit us. Right. And so that's how they digest us. They can only digest us as, as either over-sexualized, um, hyper-masculine, violent, um, bullies and whatnot. They're going to call you that regardless. Well, go ahead and step out on a limb and shut that shit down. Yeah. And you don't have to ask permission. The older you get, the more certain you probably get in that. Yeah. But that's something at my age, I, I'm just now, like this year, it kind of became crystal. I'm no longer afraid of the consequences of shutting that shit down, walking away, ignoring it, um, unfriending, yeah. um, just yeah, block, <laughs> block hand is strong. Yes. But yeah, that might tumble right up in there. Yeah. yeah. But it's important, but, but it's important also to create boundaries. Right. So if you're a woman, if you're a woman, especially if you're a black woman here, they really only want you. I, I wrote about, I posted that what a week ago. They only want an affable mammy. Like with me, all these women were supporting me when I was behind women's March, some white bullshit. But as soon as I made that shit about Charleston activist network, unsubscribes, like everyone unsubscribe Tamika, you were supposed to do this Tamika, You were supposed to do that. You, and I realized, I don't know why it didn't come to me. Clear. You just wanted an affable mammy. You thought, you know, you wanted someone safe. You wanted, this is no shade at all, but we know like historically, like the Oprah's and the queen Latifah's were all, Always lauded because they seem harmless. They weren't necessarily sexy. They were that's that affable mammy figure that they wanted. Even though we know that those women are way more than that, but that's what they're not threatened by. Um, so it, that's what they're. That's what you're gonna be. That's what you're gonna encounter. And I guess oh, as a yeah. man, there's some parallels between. Oh, I get that. How people consume you. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. How I people get come that. to you, like how do they? Sometimes step to you? I get that energy because you know, I'm a lyricist. Right. And this is just my. Sometimes people can take my delivery which at times is very like you know like right now sometimes don't mistake my outwardly calm or soothing demeanor to lead you to think that it ain't some fucking chaos in my soul you know what i'm saying this is just the way i channel it right this is just how i've always been you know what i mean so sometimes they'll come at you oh my god benny (laughs) (laughs) You know, oh, my God, Benny. I had a thing when I started performing in the city. When I started performing, 
white women would come up after the show in tears. Like, you just moved me to... I'm just so moved. I'm your art is so, and I'm just like. And what'd you do? I, I'm like I, I, I appreciate that, but I'm like, <laughs> like hard pass, <laughs> like hard motherfucking hard pass. pass, and <laughs> you know, that's just what it is because they will do that because like damn, like if if this make you cry, like how the nerve of you to cry in front of me? Oh wow! Ooh, the the nerve of wow. you! The nerve wow. of you! Wow. See, there's a difference. There's a difference. If, if, if we're looking at white men on the top of this thing, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. It's bad enough to have to fight for your rights. White women have had to fight for their rights. And even their proximity to their white males allowed them, like, yo, it's like, okay, my, me, not having, me, me not being seen as equal don't even matter because I'm cool. Right. I'm in the lap of luxury, historically. Yeah. It's bad enough to have to fight for your rights. We've been fighting for humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big difference. So you can't conflate your struggles with mine. You can't conflate your struggles with our women's struggles. Like, you can't do it. So I, I think it's very, very important. I don't know how we do this, but you're doing a lot of that work. Mm. Mecca's doing a lot of that work. So many people in here is doing a lot of the work of, like, when I read, um, um, God. With somebody, another the River author. Collective. Oh, a Combahee River Combahee Collective. River Collective. Mm-hmm. I read that this past mm-hmm. year. And part of the reason I, I just was reading a mm-hmm. whole lot of things. And what they talked about so much in that book was the consciousness raising that they had to do. It was so much consciousness raising. It was people who just got together, women. They got together and they talked through a lot of this stuff. They talked through theory. They introduced intersectionality they to a lot of They introduced that into right. existence, right? right? right. So, so much of what we have to do besides us, like reading reading yeah, yo, and yeah. discussing what yeah. we read with each other. And if we have a safe space, there needs to be a lot of consciousness raising because when the community is aware and enlightened, it makes it much easier. Because we y'all see what's happening in Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, mm-hmm. everywhere. Voter suppression is real. Oh, yeah. So there's always going to be the fight that they're going to try to silence you. And then there's going to be the fight under that. They're going to try to keep you ignorant. Yeah. They're going to do it by giving you uh, substandard schooling. Mm-hmm. substandard opportunities putting you in that place where you just kind of you know you just fighting for the scraps mm-hmm. your mind ain't free so if we can do the work of consciousness raising that's why as an artist i try to do i try to inject as much of that in the work as possible because it's important for a community a people a society to be aware and mindful and deliberate with each of our decisions that way we can better hold the the people that work for us they are public servants they work for us. We can hold them accountable. If we don't like what they're doing, we can get them out of there. We can understand how the system works. Yeah. You know, where are property tax money going? If we pay in property taxes that's going to this school or that's going to that school, what is this? What, what, what is this bill in the state house that determined that no more property tax is going to go to paying for public education? What is all of this stuff that we, the more we can talk about that and normalize that, have a more informed community we we can we can we can progress a lot more and see that's the thing like so i'm a person that reads you read you not exchange books a lot mm-hmm. um but one thing i do i don't like to um i don't like to use colonial standards mm-hmm. for people so i don't think that you have to read like tolstoy no. i don't think that you have to i don't even think honestly 
Yeah, you don't have to have like don't uh, don't achieve a white standard of uh, I guess intellectualism. Mm-hmm. So I think people just but if we just read like like I'm a big fan, I'm a firm believer if you got a book right even if you read like a chapter mm-hmm. even if you read part of it just read the goal is not to like oh just completely consume everything I right. think but I would love like only reason why this kind of resonates I guess because we've been talking about certain leaders someone else mentioned leaders before and um some of their uh, foibles but like uh read we could i could tell who's googling they shit right <laughs> like <laughs> i could tell who took the top three uh google results um as opposed to mm-hmm. really kind of uh leaning into some of the to, some of the work and whatnot yeah. and it's not that i don't think it's um i don't know i don't want them to be you don't have to be, uh, what we're saying is when you read you don't have to be like reading to be a scholar right no. but it's something about the human mind that when you read when you're comfortable especially like men like us what I realized is I used to not be, and Bell Hooks talks about this, and I love that woman in a way I really can't explain. Even though she called Beyonce a terrorist. Even, terrorist. I don't mean, yeah. hey, listen, I don't have to That's agree. the one thing. That's the one thing. Let me I'm tell like, you, I don't have I mean, to agree necessarily with everything Bell Hooks say, but I, I understand what Bell Hooks is I coming from it, with yeah. so much of what she I, said. I read into that, yeah. She yeah. talks about <laughs> men, like being able to be still. Right. Sometimes when you a dude, man, you think we always got to be doing something. If you, if if we ain't grind, if we ain't doing this, if we ain't doing that, if we ain't super busy, we not being productive. Like that. You, you that said is, that's a man thing. You that's said a, that's, that's a, a lot of things for a man. She said one time she was writing a book. She submitted to a publisher and she had to check the publisher because the images that he that the publisher came back with showed the girls reading, but it showed the the males in like activity, physical activity. She had to be like, no. I want the males reading as well because it's so powerful. All this stuff is culture and it's heading into our minds and mm. we're processing it. We have to be comfortable with being still because so much can be done and learned in stillness. You can't read if you're not still. And reading just just what it does to the mind, being able to read, being able to learn, being able to process things. Because when you you know how many black men out here are illiterate? It's a battle. You can't function in society, really, man. I had an elder gentleman from where I'm from sat mm. me down. It was like 70. And I love him. Mm. And he told me he can't read. Mm. And he talked to me about how his job for years, he retired now. And he said he tried to pick up odd jobs and something stuff mm. like that. He was like, man, at one point when he was at his height working for the company he was working for, he was paying him like $4 and some change an hour because he was illiterate. What else was he going to do? So he worked himself to the bone. Mm. What can you do when you're illiterate? Can you read a stop? Can you read signs, street signs? So let me ask you this, because you, you put a lot of emphasis on um, on on arming yourself with education, with with literacy and whatnot. Right. So are you personally on that? Like what? Because it feels like there's something informing that those decisions to, to consume more more written works. Are you on a personal journey right now to kind of expand, you know, what you I'm always on a journey. But, like, specifically, like, academically? Academ- yeah, I mean, wherever I can find it at, mm. you know, that's what – I love Malcolm. Mm. And I love Malcolm because Malcolm was o- Malcolm was always changing. Mm. Malcolm wasn't afraid to change. He was like, yo, from I'm Malcolm Little to I'm out here in Detroit, I'm out here doing all of this, then I got locked up, then I get out, I'm still growing in my faith. I'm growing in my faith discipline. Oh, when, my, when that faith, when that iteration of the faith is not enough for me no more, I move on. Mm. Once I go to Mecca, 
Mm. I go to Africa. I go to all these African countries. Mm. I say, I'm seeing things that's different. I need to change. Mm. So I'm always about like evolution. So yeah, a lot mm. of the things that I'm learning about that people have written extensively about mm. that I can read about and be like, damn, that's exactly what I'm going through. That I think that helps just to know because sometimes we be thinking we crazy. Mm. We be thinking, damn, I don't. Now nah, I'm tripping. <laughs> no, maybe we not tripping. Mm. So I think stuff like that is is beneficial for us to just be open to reading because so much knowledge is there. Is there anything on the album, on the Water album, that kind of reflects that journey? Is there anything specific or any lyrics in there? The lyrics, I mean, Resurrection is the second verse of Resurrection. The first verse was like very much so. The album goes from a pre different, even different class mm -hmm. um, characterizations. So the first, the second verse kind of touches on that. I'm the joy of an innocent boy. I'm the blessed overtones of those double X chromosomes, female. Mm -hmm. I'm a critical study, exceptional math. I'm theory and praxis, the intellectual class. I am doubtful. I am hopeful. I am vocal, complex. <laughs> Holy city, black, local in a global context. I'm the history and the prophecy. I'm benevolent. I'm heirs property swallowed up by development. I am depression and expression. I'm water and blood. I am the comfort <laughs> and the company misery loves. I'm the solemn oath and the broken promises, the feelings of desire and the higher consciousness. I am burdened, feeling unworthy, though I am alive. I am feeling lost on a journey, though I have arrived. Needing moments of my own peace, though I am denied, and every day I die a little inside, hoping to rise at the resurrection. Mm. So it 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 it, it just kind of maps out a a path that some of the things that you're gonna need to grow, mm. you're gonna have to study, mm. study something. You're gonna have to be still and study and enrich your mind, and wrestle with your emotions. And, and it, when shit is like chaos inside of you, when you're growing and learning, that means you're changing. What? And sometimes you change it for the better. You got to do that. So what if the your listeners, your fans are not ready for that? Like, what if that's a little... I don't believe it. They ain't not ready for they it. They not ready for it? No. Mm -hmm. I they mean, they, they, they wasn't ready for a president who's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they ready for these bars. They ready, they ready for... for like, we re like, we're smarter than we, we... We are ready. Like, we can't be dumbed down. We can't accept mediocrity. And that's the problem that plagues Charleston. When black yeah, voice is not at the table, it's so much mediocrity out here. Or when they at the table. Or when they at it's so much mediocrity. What the? Swallowed up by development. Like that <laughs> Yo the the tactics that these corporations and that these people who are in charge and working in this you know, these bureaucrats, people who work in closely with these major companies who want to buy up land and stuff like that, the tactics that they use to finesse our people out of what first of all, they were finessed originally out of their land, you know, out of the land, but the land that they managed to retain and you have heirs property, you have many people, you have property that was left to multiple children, multiple heirs. And then leveraging one against the other, you all, all of these tactics that they use to then take your land from you at a much cheaper rate because you y'all don't y'all can't afford to pay the taxes. Y'all just thinking, well, we gonna sell and get this lump sum. But now, guess what? They turning that land. They putting a condo on it. Oh, they they rezoning it for business. Are they doing all these things? It it is. It's. What Charleston has become, whenever you have a mayor for 40 years. Come on. It's a now. mayor for Talk 40 about years. It. Talk about it. Look at Trump been president for two years and I'm tired. 
I'm just saying I'm tired, period. It's a reason why we have, you know, executive leaders that's only eight years at the, at the right. highest level. We had a 40-year mayor. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I know some people have, like, this really fond, like, uh, recollection of Riley, but that's, that was some bullshit. That was a caricature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that I think that um it's called hypertenure when you have someone right. in okay. office that long and uh hypertenure is never good for anybody. Okay, so people are ready for the content. Yeah. So you're going to you can you kind of pushing I'm gonna be honest with you, you are pushing and that's not a bad thing, but you are pushing the consumer to kind of think a little bit more. I want that, yeah. Yeah, you want that. Cuz we in this right. corporate rap era. Right. right. Where it's like whatever whatever somebody does Look who look how many majors we got. We got about 3 major record labels right left yeah all backed by corporate major corporate entities so they're looking to it's what market culture in america does they say how can we make something for the cheapest cost and sell it for the highest amount maximize our profit margin but how you, when you, you apply that to art okay this is the only genre of music that they really apply that to in that way they don't apply it to our uh, country music rock and roll and stuff they, they take rap and they say yo we're gonna assembly line this shit Whoever's saying anything, and we can make it for cheap. There ain't no artist development no more. That costs the right. label too much money. Right. And we're going to just push it out to y'all. We're going to just push it out to y'all. What, what do you little say? Little, 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 uh, Wait a minute. Little, little, hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. no, 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 when you got little little anything, <laughs> bad baby, bad baby, saying bad anything, baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> saying anything, and you wonder how this young, how this young, how this young guy is being exploited because nine times out of ten he's being exploited right. on a bad record deal, right. and he's just being thrusted into a type of limelight and notoriety that he can't handle nine times out of ten at 21, 19, 20, however old he is, and when they're done chewing him up, they're gonna spit him out, and they on to next little little something. And what is that doing for the community? Like, what are these guys? These guys are in desperate situations, and they're being exploited so they can get money. And then once the system chew them up and spit them out, they don't have enough to last them a lifetime. They're back into a desolate situation. So, yeah, I think it's not a bad thing to challenge the consumer or to challenge the listener to think because I think people like thinking and grooving. So it ain't just that time. music that's no. like a lot of lyrics and it ain't good music. No, it's good music. It's good music. It's good music. Right. And that wasn't an indictment. That's no, no, not at question. all. Okay, I just made sure. But okay, so let me, and as I as I wrap this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you, you, you're preparing your listeners, pushing your listeners. You talked about major record labor deals and whatnot, and you're doing it the other way. Mm-hmm. Can Benny Starr be successful? Can uh, what is so. the, What is success? I think success for me is being able to do what I love and being able to be it, it being sustainable, mm. being able to do what I love. And what I love to do is create music. I love to impact community. I want to be on the ground level, no matter how successful, how, how much of the world I'll be able to tour and travel to and how many people become fans of my music. I always want to be able to be down to earth enough, human enough, mm. real enough that I can Work with the people who are on the ground. Work with activists who are doing the work, important work in our community. Be able to go into school and talk to kids and help kids understand the, reason, the, the importance of their own voice. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a dream in my mind where I just go and make a wild amount of money and seclude myself. There's too much work to be done amongst black people. And maybe, you know, if you're a black person and you do want to make a lot of money and then seclude yourself, I'm not knocking you because we've been through a lot. Mm. 
but that's not my cross to bear. You know what I'm saying? This is this is my journey. So I gotta. I believe I'm doing it in this way. So yes, I can be successful and be wildly independent. And that's another reason why we all in here. And I'm thankful and grateful that y'all even tuned into what I'm saying. Because I've been able to do this in a city where these white folks who run shit know I can't, they can't buy me. Mm. So it's hard to control somebody when it's you got nothing they want. Mm. I don't want nothing they can offer me. Mm. I want this right here. Aww. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so what's next? What's the next? What's well, coming out? You said you coming. said the album coming out. Any anything else? Visuals. Yeah, I just met with one of the directors. We're planning a, a, a incredible first visual. They they're also the filmographers, uh, the cinematographers and filmographers who worked on the actual concert visuals and shooting the actual concert. Mm -hmm. So we're working on the first visual, which will be for the Resurrection record, mm -hmm. and doing two more visuals after that, and just working with a lot of the artists, too, who are on the album, and some more artists that weren't on the album, who I'm just trying to help. I want everybody to be able to somehow... I don't want this to just be me again. So, right. using so that. you recorded it live at the music hall. So right. when people get the vinyl and the uh, digital copy, yes. it'll just be that no studio version. Not yet. Not least. yet. At least. You know, I wanted it to be something live, like a time capsule. And that, that's, that's not to say that we won't go back in the studio at some point mm -hmm. and bang out a studio record mm -hmm. version of this. Mm -hmm. But I did. It, it just it ended up sounding so incredible like just hearing the audience have any other cheer and any other artists regardless of genre ever released just an album on just like just uh live i don't i don't not that i know of maybe so but i never know i usually it's a yeah. concert version right. of a studio album i got you okay. but i don't think but okay. you know it's first time for okay. everything if so, so so what's the best way for people to, to kind of engage you in that would it be on social media yeah definitely social media you can um benny underscore star with two r's basically on everything mm -hmm. um my website benny star sc.com vinyl mm -hmm. records are you know pre-sale right. right now right I, yeah. um t-shirts are on sale and so, i actually have some t-shirts here tonight so yeah y'all gonna get that along with your cuffing season butters y'all gonna know. get a t-shirt <laughs> okay well, we're just gonna do you know we're gonna do more things man i'm in talks with some venues to to, to try to curate some stuff that are like that's reg really regular i think i think that's i think that's so important have a vibe. shout out to um ill vibe shout out to everybody who yeah. else i'm um, in here that like Who's taking over shit? Um, man, you got ill vibe in here. Do work. I, uh, I could just yeah. point out VP. so many people. Yeah, my trainer right there. Look, yeah. at, look at him here over there. He's the sleep. Cut. He got the itis over there. He's killing me. Like, He's tired. Like man, I, come on. Yeah, I think I think I taking up space and constantly um just just occupying spaces and yeah. just do some regular shit like just let us occur. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll have another conjure sessions and it'll be someplace um where we can just continue to, to continue what's going on out here. Yeah. Okay, so. Your website, your yeah. your Instagram, of course. Okay, so yeah. excited. I'm very excited, man, okay. and I and and you know, I just love us. So we're gonna keep we're gonna keep pushing. You want people to support your stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's give it up for Benny. Thank <laughs> you all very much. And um, I, I was I was remiss before I, I usually uh, center uh, or at least acknowledge all the people who made this happen. I want to say for, I, I really have to say this again, Elena. Yo, you the plug. Listen, that you chicken. Plug. Listen, hold on. You the plug. <laughs> um, that for, chicken is we so didn't, amazing. We didn't really get know. we didn't get the joy that banging ass mac and mother <laughs> motherfucking cheese. <laughs> but it, it yeah. 
Yeah, and we yeah. <laughs> I definitely yeah. It was it was amazing, but everything else was amazing. So I want to say shout out to Chef Elena Ruth for your exquisite cooking. Yeah. Um. Shout out again to um Ashley Ashley for centering this, this room, this space. You mm-hmm. met your spirit. That's why I fucks with you heavy. I really do because I'm the opposite, so I, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ashley. Also, I, I, so the homies back there. Okay, so I of Elohim. Yes. Yo, so get this, get this, get this. Trevor and and uh, who else? Trevor, what? Who else there? Get this. I used to be their Sunday school teacher. Wow. Because I'm old. <laughs> I was like on Wadmala, on Wadmala. I, I was Sunday. <laughs> I ain't been in the church since, god damn. <laughs> yo, yo, hey, the, the, my mama still got the plaque on the wall, Sunday school teacher of the year, 19. Oh, wow. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. Yeah, nah, I go to I go to uh I go to Bedside Baptist with Reverend Sheets. So yeah, Reverend Sheets, hallelujah. Yeah. Especially during especially during NFL season. Especially during the NFL season. But oh shout out God. to shout out to I of Elohim because you guys have created some dope content. Y'all, please check out their stuff on on um, YouTube and Instagram. It's really dope. I really, not just because I was their Sunday school teacher, but because <laughs> they was <laughs> and their mama made that red rice, which is bomb. So bomb. yeah, bomb. yeah. Bomb. So yeah, so that's bomb. what's up. That's real red rice. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna I'll give I wanna give another shout out to Melanie right here. How you doing, yes. Melanie? Yes. Thank yes. you so much yes. for taking pictures. She's so nice. She just, like, volunteered. I'm like, yeah, oh. So thank you for taking these pictures. So <laughs> I'm like, oh. Um, shout out to, she's not here, of course, but um, Andrea with uh, Motherland Essential. She created the custom orders. Yes. Right. So, um, yeah, she created. So y'all going to have, like I said, unisex body and hair butters. Um, they're going to be in this bag. So everyone just grab a bag. And also, we're going to give you a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I forgetting? Shout out to, uh, who else did something great? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Jay. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Jay. Oh my God. Do work. Oh my God. Thank you, Mecca. Yes. (laughs) This is my second time working with Mecca. He's cool. I I just, it's real easy. I don't have to say shit. Just, just got to run you, run you your cash and you straight. All right. So, nah, but thank y'all for, and I thank y'all again. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm a fake extrovert. I'm really just at home on Wamala chilling, watching Sports Center. So I really appreciate y'all for coming. And, and I didn't know who was gonna come. It was initially was gonna be at a bigger venue, but shit happened. But I'm glad we're on the beach. I'm glad mm-hmm. we're here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad uh, y'all fucks with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all ever have any questions, just holler at me. I'm not as anything as I seem. I'm not as crazy as I seem. I'm not as profane as I seem. Um, mm-hmm. I probably the fuck am. That's my. <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> Nah, I just don't want to scare nobody off. Nah, but please, but please, but please, um, support the podcast. Just like mm-hmm. a, a click, 
like a like mm-hmm. uh, f- that that do everything share on yeah. soundcloud thanks do work always shares my shit yeah. um so yeah mike it's the mike the podcast it's just unapologetic it's mostly political uh, content and news but i'm getting more into just like just really leaning into my voice so please support it and get feedback i don't care if it's tough feedback um, so thank you all. Thank you for coming out. And you can take as much as you want on your way out. You can just chill out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And thank y'all. Thank y'all. Just give it up one more time. Thank y'all. <laughs> thank you. Y'all, I, I hope so. I was all like.